0: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
1: The man of many hats, Mike Connie, calling uh, Atlanta Night. Hell of a finish for you. Yeah, it
2: was. And that's two weeks in a row. Where they've uh, they've earned points in stoppage time, and and you know, unfortunately, one of the things that Atlanta United struggled with over the years is dropping points in stoppage time. Right. So, I, I liked what I heard after the match because mm-hmm. they know they didn't play very well. Right. Uh, and there's no way they should have dug themselves into that kind of mess against Montreal, giving up three unanswered goals at the end of the first half. I mean, it, it, at times, just really shockingly uh, disjointed by Atlanta United. So. They're not satisfied with the draw. I think they're maybe a a tiny bit relieved because it it could have been a loss and that could have been bad. But, look, Atlanta United, they've played four matches. They've been shorthanded in all four. They're not playing their best. They're not where they need to be, and yet they haven't done too much damage to themselves. They're only three points out of first place. So I guess that is a good thing.
1: Yeah, that's what I was just about to ask you. As a fan, because, you know, you you talk about two games that they've had
0: that that could have went either way. So how do how do I assess this team right now? Is it because of the the short
2: handedness is the biggest thing? Yeah, I think so, Hugh. I mean, if you think about Almada's barely played, Moreno hasn't played a whole lot. Sosa has barely played. I think you know 11 minutes on the season, off the top of my head. Arruge, who's only played 25 minutes on the season. I mean, he could be out for a long time though, right? I don't think. Uh, no, I think actually he'll be back. For the dc match oh really to, oh yeah, good it, it good. sounds like everything sounds really good on our so don't worry deal. about that uh that could have been you're right you know, hamstrings good lord i mean you guys know that that could be you tear a, one anyway. a lot, yeah yeah well fortunately he didn't tear it yeah. um so he should be back hopefully by the dc match in two weeks which is their next match but uh you know miles has been suspended alan franco has been kind of banged up so um you know, your first-choice group, Heinemann hasn't played at all. Ibarra hasn't played at all. Your first-choice group has not given you the full 360 minutes yet, and here you are 2-1-1. One, and one. That's, I mean, I'll take that. You know, if they're not looking sharp with their first-choice group, I'll be concerned. We haven't seen it yet. So, mixed emotions. You know, you feel good about the resiliency. You feel good about the way they came back to beat Charlotte. Charlotte, by the way, turned around and routed New England. Did you see that on Saturday night? Routed New England. Supporter Shield winners from last year. Wow. So Charlotte may not be as bad as we all thought. Montreal, I know they're in last place, but they kind of went all in on CONCACAF. I think they're better than their record indicates. So, look, I mean, it kind of is what it is. You got a lot of time to, to kind of put the pieces together and get healthy. The two-week break comes at a really good time as well. We'll see if there is a, a step forward in terms of continuity and sharpness when they go to D.C. in two weeks.
1: So let's get, let's get to it, Matt. I mean, Matt. See, got him on my brain already, <laughs> Mike. Uh, this whole Matt Ryan thing. Uh-huh.
0: Uh,
2: what, what is your gut telling you? Because I, I know you, you've talked about it. We've all talked about it. What is your gut telling you when it comes down to, to what's going to happen with Matt Ryan at the end of the day? Well, I tweeted on Friday after the Watson thing kind of finalized that the only thing that would surprise me more than Watson going to Cleveland would be Matt staying with Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And yet here we are now on Monday. And what is it, John? I mean, you're keeping an eye on the clock. Six and a half hours to the deadline right now. Yep. And he's still a Falcon. Mm-hmm. Which makes me think maybe I'm going to be surprised again today. And he's going to be a Falcon. And if so, um, w- is there a financial penalty? To the Atlanta Falcons, you mean like a um, financial apology kind of deal? Fi- yeah, apology. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes that, that's a better term, not penalty. Apology, uh, because look, this has been this has been a really odd situation. Now, I I will say this: I, I think there's this narrative out there that the Falcons have they've been disrespectful to Matt Ryan, they've done him dirty, all that. Well, I, I don't I don't think I can go that far because it seems pretty clear that the Falcons. We're in constant communication with Matt Ryan about this situation Mm -hmm. to the point where Matt pushed back the $7.5 million roster bonus to today. Yeah, Obviously, there's been a two-way dialogue here. Matt's a professional. I mean, the one thing about Matt is, he has he ever publicly complained about anything? No. No. I mean, as poorly as he's been treated at times by the fans in this city, as frustrating as it must be to see the supporting cast that's been put around him at times, Um, Matt has never publicly complained because that's who he is. He's a pro. So if there's a way forward for Matt Ryan and the Falcons to continue this relationship, I think it'll be okay because Matt Ryan is a pro. But we'll see. I mean, we're six and a half hours away. There are rumors out there about the Philadelphia Eagles, about the Indianapolis Colts. You know, we saw the reports this morning that the Falcons have been taking trade calls all weekend. Matt Ryan is still an Atlanta Falcon as of right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. 2 uh, to your Atlanta Hawks. Uh, I don't know what to make of them. I give up. I am at a total loss. You tell me.
2: What have I been telling you guys for the last year? Five hundred ball weeks? club, I know. They just they guys, this is who they are. This is who uh, they are. This is who they are. They are they're a five hundred team. Now they're a game below five hundred. I think when this season comes to an end, they're gonna be right around five hundred, give or take a, a win or two. Um <laughs> you know, last night I I think what we've learned is that when the Hawks best player is having an off night, they just have not been able to survive that this year. And I, I tweeted the numbers. When Trey shoots thirty-eight percent, thirty-eight point one percent or worse from the floor this year, the Hawks are eleven games under five hundred. When he shoots thirty eight point two percent or better from the floor, the Hawks are ten games over five hundred. By the way, thirty eight percent from the floor is like not like an incredibly great number for a point guard, but it, the point is when Trey is really, really off, as he was last night, he had seven turnovers as well, uh, the Hawks can't survive that. Interestingly, when Trey doesn't play, I was about to ask you. They're that. three and three. <laughs> so to they me, they beat that, John Morant without him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So to that me, that crazy. says that Trey being off actually hurts them more than when Trey doesn't play. Now, unassailably, Mm -hmm. Trey Young is one of the 10 or 15 best players in this league. The Hawks are a way better team with Trey than without. So let's not jump to any conclusions based on what happened on Friday. But I think it goes to show you that Trey sometimes, uh, when he is off as he was last night, sometimes it does more harm than good. Um, And look, full credit to the New Orleans Pelicans. I think that gets lost in the mix, too. I saw Jose Alvarado last night basically uh, playing schoolyard defense on Lou Williams and Trey Young and locking them up at times. And it's a real credit to him, someone who, you know, no one projected to even be in the NBA right now. So you have to give the Pelicans a lot of credit. They're a playoff team, too. They're 10th in the West. So, you know, I think a lot of people are making it sound like the Hawks lost to the Magic last night. That's not quite the case. I mean, the Pelicans are a little bit better than that. With that being said, do the Hawks still make it to the playoffs? Do they make it to the play-in With, round? Like, that's, what I, that's what I mean, in uh, the play-in. Absolutely, okay. they will be in the play-in round. I mean, they're so far ahead of the Knicks and Wizards right now. If they beat the Knicks on Tuesday, pencil it in. Okay. Do they go beyond the play-in round? Might be a little stretch. I don't think so. I don't, I don't see so. it. I don't either. Uh, and that's a shame. That is a shame because uh, our expectations were a lot higher for this team this year. It just feels like they don't have it. Yeah, well, it,
1: Travis Schlenk said maybe I shouldn't have paid everybody their money, and you know it was on you know when he well, made that statement, it, yeah. he was trying to make a point at the team here. But I would imagine that I, if they I, if they go if they go into the playing round and they and they fail to advance out of the playing
2: round, they're going to be changes to this roster. Uh, I, yeah, just to be fair to Travis, I don't think that's exactly how he said it. I think he said he expected maybe he expected too much of this group. I so I, I just want to be fair to Travis there because that that is I think two completely different things. That said, yes, Travis has got to evaluate now. I mean, who are the players that took a step forward and a step back this year, evaluate against their contract situation, their tradeability, and make the necessary adjustments. The other thing, too, if you're ninth or 10th, which I think the Hawks are probably going to end up being, Mm -hmm. they're 10th right now, they will be in the lottery. So keep that in mind as well. Uh, In fact, it's kind of a double bonus thing. You could go to the postseason and still be in the lottery if you're ninth or 10th. You know, I think we were kind of hoping at this point the Hawks wouldn't have to rely on being in the lottery and building through the draft, but if you're looking at some of your veterans and some players that you might want to think about moving on from, you know, you you, you could get really super lucky in the lottery and things could change in an instant.
1: Yeah, it's a really interesting, uh, you know, kind of finish of the season for the Hawks. I, I'm really perplexed. That's a good word.
2: Yeah. And it, like you hear Danilo Gallinari say last night that, that they just haven't been able to achieve the same level of intensity based on who they're playing. That's a really distressing comment to me because that, that can't be happening in the NBA. And I know a lot of people are going to go back to what Trey said earlier this season that the regular season is boring. Like, a, again, like you're the Hawks. I don't think you're, you're really in position to be making comments like that, that, that you you don't value the regular season the same right. way as the postseason. No, you haven't coming been in the postseason right. that much. So it, it's really frustrating. I think they deserve a lot of the criticism that they're getting right now. No, everyone's trying to figure it out, figure out the answers. I don't know what the answer is. I don't know if Nate McMillan knows what the answer is. I think if he did, he would try it by now. I don't mm-hmm. know if Travis Schlank knows what the answer is. They thought they had a roster chemistry issue that they addressed at the trade deadline. And they've played better since the trade deadline. I mean, even with last night's loss, you look at how they've played over the last couple weeks, needles pointing up. I mean, that is true. Maybe it's just a testament to how deep of a hole they dug themselves right before the All-Star break. As always, I look forward to it, Mike. All right, here we go. Big week with uh, New York and Detroit, and then Golden State without Curry on Friday. Could be a very, very important home game. Thank you, Mike. Okay. Okay.